the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Good to have you with us on a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Take us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com apps, our very own app. Search 989FM, The Answer, iTunes, Google Play Store. Hope you've gotten your tickets to Sunday's event at Genoa and Westerville, 7 to 9 p.m., American Leadership Forum, a night with the Republican Senate candidates. It's brought to you by The Answer and Center for Christian Virtue. Hugh Hewitt coming into town. Man, I don't... I don't envy Hugh's travel schedule. Hugh's in uh, California the last two days. So he's doing his show from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. California time. He's at the Reagan Library last night with Brett Baer from Fox News. He's hopping a plane back to Washington, D.C. today. Aaron, do we have a arrival on Hugh? Is he coming in Sunday morning? Is he coming in Saturday night? I'm not going to disclose that on the air. Not going to disclose that on the air? That's correct. Okay. Probably as soon as I asked that, I knew that that was probably not a very good question. <laughs> do we like know? Do we know when he's coming in? Uh, do we know? You don't have to say when. Do we know yet when he's coming in? Yes. Okay. Very good. Uh, yes. If you'd like to see Hugh, I'll finish Aaron's sentence. Come to the American Leadership Forum Sunday night at Genoa. Aaron, what about people who do not plan ahead? Are we going to accommodate? Arrivals at the door? Has that question been asked? Is this a question I should have asked off air? I don't think you can get him at the door. I think if you'd go at the door, you would just you could stand at the door and buy him buy off him the online, website. Sure. Just like I go into high school soccer games. You can't your cash is no good at soccer games anymore. You have to buy your tickets online. You know why? So they can ding you for a dollar fifty service charge for every ticket. And somebody can get rich, probably Jeff Bezos. I'm probably funding his anatomically, offensively shaped rocket. But at any rate, uh, yes, come Sunday, come see Josh Mandel, Bernie Moreno, Jane Timken, Mike Gibbons, Matt Dolan, J.D. Vance, all on the stage. Hugh Hewitt's going to moderate. He said he chatted with Brett Baer about how to moderate a debate to keep it from devolving into anarchy. So all the candidates are going to be on stage together. Then Hugh's going to talk to him one-on-one. You'll get to watch Josh Mandel. I'm just theorizing here. I predict, this is just a prediction, the most, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, The most noticeable body language, I'm going to say, will be on Josh Mandel. I think if Josh Mandel hears something Josh Mandel doesn't like, Josh Mandel will have a way of conveying that to the crowd. Maybe he'll roll his eyes. Maybe he'll throw his head back in agony. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know who he'll disagree with because, unfortunately, we don't have screaming Tim Ryan, the Democrat. 
on the stage, although it's probably good for all of our ears that he's not there, uh, and our intelligence, I might add. Uh, but you'll be able to watch these candidates react to Hugh Hewitt's questions and react to each other, but they can't interrupt each other. That's one of Hugh's rules. So get your tickets at 99theanswer.com. And um, Aaron, any word yet on how many uh, minutes I have to fill as I address the uh, assembled masses? No. No word on how long? Okay. You will be on stage. I will be on stage. And I think to open the event. To open the event. But the, nobody wants a verbose event opener. Hi, thanks for coming. Here's our uh, master of ceremonies. Well, that's where your performance of God Bless America comes in. <laughs> Maybe you've located the tape of me singing the national anthem at a minor Come league on, baseball everybody. game. Yeah. Yeah. Probably won't be happening on Sunday night. I do know what I wonder will happen. I wonder if we'll have any let's go Brandon chance breakout. You know, a colleague of ours yesterday who I did not expect. Do you feel bad that you do not know what, or until yesterday when I told you, you did not know what let's go Brandon was all about, but that other Older members of our staff did know what it was about. No, I didn't feel You bad. don't feel like you're out of touch? No. Okay. Well, they know what it's about, and they actually think it's humorous. And they were the ones who said, maybe a Let's Go Brandon chant will break out on Saturday night. Maybe it will. Sunday night. If it's Saturday night, no one will hear it because we won't be there. Sunday, 7 to 9. Get your tickets at 9890answer.com. Okay, this is a... Troubling story, this kidnapping of American missionaries, Ohio-based missionaries from Holmes County by um, these Haitian gangs. 17 people, 16 Americans, one Canadian, five kids. I believe it is um, five women, seven women, I'm sorry, seven women, five men, five children. Oh, how horrible. Including a two-year-old. These are just despicable people who do this kidnapping and they're, you know, hold them up for ransom and just, um, it's just awful. I would certainly hope that our government would be doing everything possible to get these people returned safely. But call me skeptical that I don't think they're moving heaven and earth, this Biden administration to bring back to the United States, a group of evangelical Christians some of whom are probably not vaccinated. Now, see, you can be unvaccinated and from Haiti and be welcomed into the country if you are a Haitian migrant who promises to vote Democrat or who they can bribe to vote Democrat by giving you free stuff. But you cannot be Amish or Mennonite and be... Uh, desirous of exercising your own religious freedom and declining the vaccine, then you will be not be welcomed back into the United States. And call me crazy, I don't think they'll do much beyond a cursory effort to bring them back. They're just too busy with other things. Like what, Bruce? Well, according to the New York Post, plane loads of underage migrants are being secretly flown into suburban New York in an effort by the Biden administration to quietly resettle people who have streamed across the border. Yes, they are putting them on planes in Texas, 
flying them into the Westchester County Airport. Mm. Think that's a highly trafficked airport? No. Gee, why would you want to fly them into Westchester County Airport at 11 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning? You know why. Nobody will notice, right? Well, that pesky New York Post. There you go, New York Post, journalisming again. Didn't you learn your lesson on the Hunter Biden laptop and on your Twitter ban? Don't you know what happens when you practice actual journalism? A, nobody runs your stuff. B, you get deplatformed. And C, you are dubbed a Trump pawn because you're actually shining light on darkness. Yes, a New York Post analysis of online flight tracking data suggests that around 2,000 migrants have been flown into New York since August the 8th. Funny how they arrive between midnight and 6.30 a.m. Other flights have landed in, (gasps) wait for it, Florida! Yes, where they would love to pollute the election rolls with more Democrats to steal the state away from Ron DeSantis and to give the electoral votes to the Democratic Party in perpetuity. So uh, a source familiar with the operation at the Westchester Airport told the Post that the underage migrants typically arrive carrying backpacks and are bused to locations including the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, Bridgeport, and Danbury, Connecticut. Saturday night, they were dropped off on Long Island at the campus of Mercy First, a nonprofit sponsored by the Catholic Sisters of Mercy that provides housing and services for children and adolescents who are victims of societal problems. Mercy First has a contract to supply the federal government with residential services for immigrant youth. That's on Mercy First's own website. Shockingly, the CEO of Mercy First did not return a call to the Post for comment. Of course not. They don't want to mess up her hustle. She's getting a big check from the Biden administration. I try to uh, expose myself to a lot of uh, talented, insightful voices. Uh, who voice a conservative perspective, they don't always share uh, my value system. Uh, Barry Weiss is somebody that um, I differ with on a lot of social issues, Uh, but Barry Weiss and Glenn Greenwald, both uh, people who would uh, be way more liberal on some issues than me, particularly uh, moral issues, but they're true journalists, truly committed to the free exchange of ideas and the best of those ideas surviving on their merit. Uh, I got into journalism a long time ago, long before radio. I was a newspaper person, and um, I don't even recognize newspapers now. First of all, there aren't very many of them. And when you look at the stupid, woke lies published routinely in papers like the Columbus Dispatch, I'm not really that surprised that newspapers have Gone in the tank. Crappy products don't survive. Bad restaurants don't survive. Similarly, bad newspapers don't survive. People have always known 
that the Columbus Dispatch was agenda-driven uh, used to be from the uh, conservative side of the aisle. Now it's from <laughs> way on the other side of the aisle uh, since the paper sold from the Wolf family. But I respect people like Glenn Greenwald and Barry Weiss because they've both suffered a cost for standing on principle. Glenn Greenwald started The Intercept. And then when The Intercept wouldn't let him write about Hunter Biden's laptop, he quit. Barry Weiss used to be at the Wall Street Journal. Then she got recruited to the New York Times because the New York Times, after Trump got elected, said, holy cow, how do we not see this coming? We need a conservative who will come in here and maybe talk us down off our woke ledge from time to time and expose us to what the other half of America is thinking. Well, Barry Weiss is not the classic <laughs> Trumpian person. She's a uh, a Jewish lesbian. Okay, so I don't think she's like the closet conservative, classic conservative, but she is a smart person. And she does understand the necessity of freely exchanging ideas. I've become familiar with her over the last couple of days as friends of mine have sent me uh, links to stories that she has published. And then, um, quite ironically, she showed up on my Twitter feed yesterday talking to Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter of CNN. And Barry Weiss uh, was fired from the New York Times because she was trying to, imagine this, do the job she was hired to do, which is advocate for opinions counter to the woke ideology on life. And every time she tried to write something about it, like, oh, the perpetrators of violence against Jewish people aren't always white supremacists. Sometimes... They're African-American. Oh, no, we're not going to write about that because then people will generalize that maybe it's not always the Trump faction of America that does bad things. Barry Weiss got fed up with that, and she left. She was ushered out. Now she's developed her own following on Substack and through other conservative sources who get her voice out there. And somehow she wound up on CNN talking about this very phenomenon that We are inundated with lies in the media. Well, Brian Stelter is, of course, Mr. Media. And he did not like at all Barry Weiss indicting him and his network for their concerted efforts to lie to the American people. What you want to listen for in this clip is Barry Weiss telling the truth and Brian Stelter being so clueless about his own complicity in what she's talking about that he does the very thing she accuses those who are complicit of doing. You write, there are tens of millions of Americans who aren't on the hard left or the hard right who feel the world has gone mad. So in what ways has the world gone mad? Well, you know, when you have the chief reporter on the beat of COVID for the New York Times talking about how questioning or pursuing the question of the lab leak is racist, the world has gone mad. 
when you're not able to say out loud and in public that there are differences between men and women, the world has gone mad. When we're not allowed to acknowledge that rioting is rioting and it is bad, and that silence is not violence, but violence is violence, the world has gone mad. When we're not able to say that Hunter Biden's laptop is a story worth pursuing, the world has gone mad. When in the name of progress, young school children, as young as kindergarten, are being separated in public schools because of their race, and that is called progress rather than segregation, the world has gone mad. There mm. are dozens of examples that I could share with, with you and with and your you viewers. And you often say, you say everyone allowed. Everyone sort of knows this. And you say we're not allowed, we're not able. Between. Who's the people stopping the conversation? Who are they? Um, people that work at networks, <laughs> frankly, like the one I'm speaking on right now, who try and claim that you know, it was it was racist to investigate the lab leak theory. It was. But I mean, who let's said just that take an CNN. example. But I'm just saying that when you say allowed, I just think it's a provocative thing you say. You say you say we're not allowed to talk about these things, but they're all over the internet. Well, what, I can Google them. I can Brian, find them everywhere. I've heard about every story you oh, mentioned. So I'm just suggesting, of course, people are allowed to cover whatever they want to cover. But you and I both know, and it would be delusional to claim otherwise, that touching your finger to an increasing number of subjects that have been deemed third rail by the mm. mainstream institutions and increasingly by some of the tech companies will lead to reputational damage, perhaps you losing your job, um, your children sometimes being demonized as well. And so what happens is a kind of internal self-censorship. This mm. is something that I saw over and over again when I was at the New York Times. Yeah, and we still see it. And Brian Stelter is so close to it and is so guilty of doing it that he doesn't even recognize it. Who are these people? Who are these people interrupting you? As I interrupt you, who are these people interrupting you? Me. But who? Moron. You know, there's a store, You Break, I Fix, right? You seen that store? You Break, I Fix? The left's mantra is... The opposite of that. They take what is fixed, our culture, our system of doing things, and they break it in an effort to fix it. See, it's already fixed. It's worked for like 200 plus years. But they don't think it's working. Because they don't feel it. And they're ruled by feelings. And that's a really dangerous way to live. It gets you afraid of a virus that's survivable 99.9 plus percent of the time. It gets you afraid of other crazy initiatives out there pushed in schools. Weird. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.